Welcome to the Amy Rushworth Show. I'm your host, Amy. I'm so glad you're here. I'm an empowerment and sexual wellness coach, breathwork teacher, podcaster, course creator, badass bitch, and a globally recognized thought leader on empowerment. And I'm here to help you if you're ready to fuck off the rules and create a life of unashamed, unapologetic pleasure and deep, deep confidence. I have a burning passion for the taboo and naughty areas of womanhood that we're not supposed to talk about, such as sexual wellness, bold self-expression, defying social expectations, and so much more. The topics that we're typically taught to shut up about or be ashamed of are the conversations I live for, and those are the kind of juicy, soulful chats that are going down on this show. My intention is for you to step into your most outrageously free, unapologetically expressed version of you. So if that sounds like a vibe, let's fucking go. Are you ready? Welcome to the show, Taylor. How are you, my love? Good, darling. I'm good. So excited to be here. So excited to have you here. And we're going to dive into such a juicy topic around Mm -hmm. sacred selling and how to really put yourself forward, make money, be abundant in business as a woman, as a spiritual business. And even for our listeners who are not in business, there'll be something for you guys to take away around owning your worth inside of this episode. But before we dive in, uh, can you please introduce yourself, Dal? Oh my God, of course. Hi. <laughs> I'm hey. excited to be here. So my name is Taylor Ray. I'm the founder of Sacred Funnels. Um, I have a beautiful podcast that is actually about to undergo a name change. So I don't know when this is going to come out, but you guys might be the first to find out. The new name is going to be Sacred Work. So basically, I work with women who do sacred work in the world and I help them to blend spirituality and strategy in order to build online businesses so that they can seriously just light the fucking world up and call in the money that they're so worthy of so that's sort of me in a nutshell there's lots to it but I'm sure we'll get there (laughs) yeah yeah for sure amazing so I know for me and for many entrepreneurs particularly female identifying entrepreneurs feminine entrepreneurs it can be a bit of a sticky chunky funky journey when you first get started and especially if the business is you right like you're your brand and all of a sudden you're like okay amazing I've got everything set up and then you have to start putting yourself out there and actually having sales conversations and coming up against rejection coming up against clients who say they want to work with you and then they ghost you coming up against telling people your prices and maybe those prices feel quite high or maybe you're not fully confident in those prices so there are so many psychological aspects that come up inside of this Uh, so in terms of let's talk about your prices because I know you were talking about this the other day on Instagram when it comes to confidence around setting your prices confidence around speaking your prices to your client putting them on the internet sharing them with the world Uh, What are some of the key mindset hacks or some of the mindset processes that you feel like 
these entrepreneurs should take themselves through in order to feel really anchored and really landed in their price? Yeah, this is such a good question. I'm so glad we've dived straight into this like right off the bat. And I was talking about this the other day on my stories. Ultimately, the reason I was talking about it is because I was having the conversation with one of my clients about it and she was like, oh, I just don't really know. And she's quite an early stage entrepreneur. And, you know, she was like, I want to put this container together and I just don't really understand like, you know, how do I know the value of what it is that I'm putting out there, you know? Um, So we had this massive conversation and I felt so called to share it because I honestly think that it is something that so many people struggle with and I still remember struggling with it. Like I still remember when I was putting together my first coaching containers and programs and things like that and being like, how do you know? Like, how do you know what the value of your offer is? And it's obviously, it's quite hard to figure that out. It's not even necessarily easy, you know, when I was at university and I studied business and marketing and they're like, you know, like do your competitor research and competitor analysis. And, you know, especially the world of female entrepreneurship, like it's very different. Like number one, it's not really like a competitive sort of nature. It's more like, you know, beautiful and collaboration, but also it's different in that, you know, everybody has different price points, um, different value. That's parts of their containers. Um, and also a lot of people don't list their prices on their website. So as much as you could go out there and do your research and do your analysis, it's not necessarily an easy thing to just be like, okay, an eight week container should be this price or, you know, something like that. And so ultimately, you know, it can feel really confusing, overwhelming. Um, It can feel a lot of imposter syndrome comes up where then, you know, you doubt yourself and you're like, oh my God, like, can I even charge for this? Like, is what I'm saying even worth charging for? And then obviously, you know, especially Mm. if you are looking at other people and a lot of that comparisonitis does come up where then you're like oh my god well all these other people are out there and they're already doing it and they're so much further ahead than me and they're better than me and I don't even think that I should do this and people start like tapping out before they've even gotten started and so I really feel like there's two pieces to this when it comes to understanding and your pricing and putting together an aligned price for what it is that you are offering and I think that it's really important to recognize that you know when we are putting out our services and our offers and programs ultimately it's it's an energy exchange like money is energy so when you are putting something out there you are offering energy in exchange for money which is energy so your programs that you put together if you've got digital offers or templates or things like that like obviously that has a that's valuable that's energy that's gone into that so you put this thing together that is worthy of an energy exchange which is money and same thing if you're holding space you know you're doing coaching and things like that like your time the support that you're putting into it your actual energy like that is all worthy of receiving energy exchange which is money so ultimately we really want to look at it in that way first off that it is that beautiful energy exchange and we want it to be an equal energy exchange. Now, I know that that sounds really fluffy and really easy to say because then you're like, okay, well, how do I figure that out? And I remember one coach that I worked with at one point gave me not the best advice, but ultimately just said to me like, oh, what feels scary to you? And I said a number and she was like, good, charge that. And that felt really out of alignment for me because I was like, I'm sorry, (laughs) how do I know that that's an equal energy exchange for my client? Like, how do I understand the value behind that? So I think a lot of the time that does get communicated a lot where it's just like, oh, you know, just go high ticket, go high ticket, go high ticket. And it can get really lost. And that feels out of integrity for me because I'm like, okay, yes, you want to know your worth. Yes, you want to align with your prices. Yes, you want to feel into it and you want it to feel good. You want it to feel juicy. You want it to feel abundant, but also like understanding where that value actually comes from. So 
I guess like one of the best things on the energetic piece is to really look at, you know, when you say this price, is this something that you can energetically get behind? So when you're presenting this, you're pitching it, you know, you're on a, um, a sales call, client call, discovery call, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, it gets to the price point. Like, do you feel yourself like shriveling up at the idea of it? Like, are you, do you not feel like the most embodied, you know, abundant, fuck yes, this is my price. This is exactly what it is. I'm so excited to tell you about this. There's so much value in this for you. Oh my God. I'm so excited to get started. Like, does that happen? Or are you like, holy shit, I'm so embarrassed. I really shouldn't be charging this. Like, you know, this feels so uncomfortable. I know that I'm charging way higher than what it is that I'm actually providing, you know? So that's where that equal energy exchange wants to come into it. You know, really looking at, you know, does it feel good to you? And something I said to my client the other day was, you know, would you pay for you? Like, would you pay this price? Would it feel aligned for you to invest this much in yourself if you were in the position of your client? And that's ultimately something that we can so feel into. Like, would it feel good to you to pay that amount to yourself for what it is that you offer? And if you can hand on heart say, yes, that feels so in alignment, like literally of the highest calling, the highest good of my for myself and the highest good of all, like feel into that then that obviously energetically is going to really set you up to create such an aligned price because it feels good. Okay. And then obviously, you know, on the actionable, the more masculine side of things, like really looking at, okay, well, what is it that you actually provide? What is the value of what you actually give to your client or your customer? So then really looking at, you know, and I'll break down a bit of an example, but you know, if you're offering like a private coaching container, really looking at the individual elements. So I do have like a whole spreadsheet and a way that I do go through this because I love that side of things. I love the numbers side of things and I love the strategy piece of it. Um, But without having the spreadsheet to show you guys, essentially, you know, thinking about like, okay, if I'm giving, say I've got a private client and I've got a coaching call, I'm doing a three month container. Um, I've got one coaching call a week and that's an hour long and I do boxer support for this amount of time and, you know, all the different elements and really thinking about like, okay, if I break down all of those individual pieces, what are they actually? worth. And then this, I love doing this exercise because ultimately number one, it allows you to see the amount of time, energy, value, support that goes into a container, which also allows you to recognize like how much time you actually have to give. So I think sometimes we go, oh yeah, I can take on like 12 clients, like no worries. And when you actually break down the amount of time, value, energy, support that you do give, it's, you actually don't have the capacity to hold space for 12 people. Maybe you have the capacity to hold space for six. So it's beautiful in that space as well. And then ultimately, you know, when you go through and you have a look at the value of every single thing that's in there, and obviously we're not exchanging time for money. Um, you know, it's I like to like help my clients move away from that concept, but it can also be a good tool to understand, you know, if you had like a rough amount that you were like aiming to call in, like you were manifesting say a hundred thousand dollars. And then you break that down into the number of hours that you're actually giving per client. How many clients are you taking on per year? What that actually breaks down to as an hourly rate. And then that's how you can kind of build it back up. And oftentimes what I love is I see my clients, they pick a number that feels really, really good to them on that energetic piece. And like, yeah, I'm really in alignment with this. And then we go through and we break down all of the value of what it is that they offer. And the numbers are always so close. Like, it's always just a little bit off. Like it's either like spot on or like marginally different. And then they're like, oh my gosh, now I can understand why I felt so called to that number. So that was massive. And I know it's a lot to take in, but hopefully that kind of breaks up each side of it for you. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I've done a similar thing with some of my clients who are uh, working with me around their businesses. And it's funny because they'll say a price that kind of comes from their ego or comes from this piece of them that hasn't, you know, 
become comfortable and abundant around money and then they break it down to how many hours they spend thinking about that client doing stuff behind the scenes messaging them and then it works out to they're being paid like seven dollars an hour or something and I'm like okay so you know it's really good to have that clarity and structure I think and to help that can help you boost your confidence I think around the price and help you to really lean into like okay yeah there is value in what I'm doing the value is roughly this and then it helps them to kind of step in with that masculine piece so on that topic of the masculine which you and I were jamming over the other day on Instagram uh, a lot of spiritual business owners obviously we're leading from our feminine a lot with clients because we're in our heart space we're in our bodies our intuition we're helping people with emotions uh a lot of these uh, entrepreneurs, and I've definitely been there, so no judgment, can see a lot of structure, a lot of masculine, logical stuff as being not so sacred or feeling a bit overwhelming or feeling a bit too rigid, uh, you know, in the sense that it may not allow them to flow. But I know that you are the queen of systems. Mm -hmm. And one of the systems that you're obviously really passionate about is having a sales funnel. And you talk about sacred sales funnels. Mm -hmm. So uh, tell me a little bit about why the sacred sales funnel is so important. Even if you're a very feminine, spiritual business owner, how does it help us to actually tap into the feminine by having that masculine container around the way that we work. Mm, oh, my favorite thing to talk about. Um, essentially, you know, we really want to look at it. And I, I so understand too, like the, the, a lot of the energy and the beliefs that we have around things like sales funnels, it does really come from such a masculine dominated industry where it really was just all in the masculine and the big red buttons and click here and that real like aggressive, like almost scammy, sleazy, slimy sort of like low vibe sort of feeling that for many of us and so many clients that I work with, like it just feels you know, originally before we start doing it and I go into all of this, like it feels out of alignment. Like there's almost like a fear around doing that. You know, if I do that, it's out of integrity, it's out of integrity. Or if I, if I show up in that way, like people are going to feel like, you know, I'm, I'm not like showing up as my higher self. Like it's so out of alignment for my brand and the way that I do things. And I'm just used to just like organically launching and all that sort of stuff. But ultimately, like my biggest thing and my entire mission with literally all the work that I do is helping women, specifically soul-led business owners, to realize that setting up sacred systems and sacred funnels is honestly what allows you to serve at scale and truly reach the people that need you. And it's on a, a, a wide variety of reasons as to why. So, you know, ultimately when we're setting up sacred funnels, it's about understanding that when we set up these systems, that serves you in serving the world. So for those that aren't really familiar with like a sales funnel and what that actually is like ultimately what it is is setting up a system in your business where somebody can go from literally having no idea who you are and just stumbling across the work that you do and having the opportunity to find out more about you to invest in your services and then to go through a beautiful process of being nurtured and getting to know you very very quickly and there's so many different types of sales funnels out there that you can do but you know there's different ones so if you were to have like a low ticket offer so something that was you know seven 
$11 or $27, something really low, you know, that's a really easy investment. That's an easy yes for someone to say yes to. Um, so if we are setting up, you know, sacred funnels and we're providing that opportunity for people to get quick wins, that is sacred. Like you are putting your work out there into the world. Like you, you do sacred work. Like that's my, the whole thing is like the work that you do is sacred. Your light is here to be shared. Don't limit yourself to only sharing it when you're awake and available to be on Instagram stories. Like I see so many businesses operating from this space and women who are literally like in that six figure sort of level, I've had massive conversations with where the second that they step away, everything will crumble because they haven't set up anything to actually support them in the process surrounding their six figure business. And also what's happening is that they're capping themselves. Like there's only so much work that they can physically do um, before ultimately like that's it. Like you're sort of tapped out. So it's really about recognizing that, you know, when we set up a sacred funnel, again, bringing it back to that energetic piece, it's a beautiful amount of upfront energy that goes into it. And then that allows us to continuously be receiving energy, money in exchange or in an automated way, because you've put all of this beautiful sacred effort and energy into setting up your funnel in the first place, whether that's just like a freebie, like a lead magnet, and you're getting them to opt into something. And then maybe you present them with the opportunity to purchase something, but then maybe they just go into your mailing list. They go into an email nurture sequence. So then they get to know you through a series of automated emails. You know, you're not sitting there and having to reply to every single person that jumps onto your mailing list and has a question about, you know, how you can help them. Um, You can set those sort of things up so that they are working for you at all times so that then you have created these masculine structures to support more feminine in your life. So, you know, more feminine flow, maybe that's the ability to then, you know, go off and journal and create something else beautiful for the world. Or maybe it's, you know, time to spend with those that you love or fill your cup up or expand in some way that something about that you're learning, you know, like there's, there's so much more room for flow in your life when you do actually set these systems up. And, you know, obviously for you, that's amazing because that's going to bring in consistent leads and consistent sales into your business, literally at all times. It's not reliant on you and your energy in the moment because you've put the energy up front in setting it up. Um, So that's amazing because you're going to be bringing in more money than you could be if it was continuously reliant on you showing up all of the time. But also on the flip side, so my two pieces are always about the impact and the income on the impact piece of things, like for your audience, for your people, for your clients, for the people that want to work with you, like you've got to realize like these people have a pain point, like they are looking for a solution. That's why they found you at some corner of the internet. Like they found you for a reason because they're literally looking for the work that you do. And what you do is amazing. You're able to help them with these beautiful transformations. So to me, it's like, why limit the impact that you can have to only when you're physically able to respond or to put an offer out there? Like why not set up these sacred funnels and these sacred systems to make sure that, you know, no matter where you meet someone on their journey, you are able to serve them. You're able to help them to get that beautiful transformation. And then obviously over time, you know, they're going to grow. They're going to love you. They're going to trust you. They're going to get huge wins out of even just your low level offers. And then over time, we scale them up through our value ladder, through our product suite into our higher end offers and group programs, masterminds, private coaching, all that sort of stuff and help them to continue that beautiful journey that they're on. Mm, Amazing. So the masculine allows the feminine to lead. The structure allows the intuition to flow. That's beautiful. Uh, And you know, when I first started, I was like in that same boat of being like, oh, I don't want to put this like gross 
sleazy landing page up on the internet and I want to be able to talk to everyone but the truth is like as your audience grows and you know my audience is growing really quite quickly um you know in the scheme of things Mm. you you're one person you can't you know have a two-hour deep and meaningful with everyone in your audience every single day so it allows, you know, people to feel like you're still helping them and touching them and inspiring them in some way. Uh, mm. So let's talk about, uh, you know, what if you don't have anything to put into a funnel or maybe you've just learned what a funnel is. You're like, I thought a funnel was a tool in the shed and now I'm learning <laughs> that uh, a funnel is, uh, you know, this sales piece where we try and get lots of people through the top and, you know, the right customers trickle out the bottom. Um, So where do you start? Like, uh, you know, is it, you know, is it looking at what are your unique gifts as as a person, as a facilitator, as a teacher? Like where would you tell a client to start to build their very first sales funnel? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So ultimately, like if you're coming in and you don't have anything right now, like let's just celebrate the shit out of you because that's amazing that you're feeling called to this and you're ready to start showing up and to start serving. So that's amazing. Ultimately, we want to start looking at, okay, well, my ideal client, who is she or he, you know, what do they need? What is their pain point and what solution can I provide? So I won't go into the whole like, you know, breaking down your ideal client and, you know, figuring out what it is. Hopefully at this point, you'll have a bit of an idea of who it is that you want to show up for, how you want to serve and, you know, what your gifts are, the way that you show up in the world and what it is that you want to do. And if you've got that, then basically what we want to do is we really want to start to look at like, you know, for a sales funnel, basically it's about really picking one pain point and then providing all of the little pieces of the solution that build on top of each other. So it's not about... The biggest, the biggest mistake I see people make is kind of just being like, okay, well, I've got these three different offers and they're not actually aligned at all. Like they don't actually have anything to do with each other. They sort of solve different pain points and they're just like, okay, cool. Like I'll just whack these together into a sales funnel. Like that'll be great. Like people will just come in and they'll see the first one and then they'll buy all three. And basically that's confusing for someone who comes through because, you know, they buy the first thing because they're like, yep, that's perfect. That's exactly what I needed. And then they're presented with this completely other thing that's not really relevant. And then they're left feeling a little bit like you know it can go a couple 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 of different ways like they feel confused like who are you like what is it that you really do or they feel a little bit like okay well this is like a bit pushy and like that's where like the salesy the spammy sort of piece comes in like why are you shoving this down my throat it's got nothing to do with why I clicked on this which I'm sure we can all relate to because I know that I've experienced it in my life in different things um you know so we really want to make sure that what it is that we're putting together, it really is just the building blocks on top of each other. So, okay, you've had this beautiful piece. How about this next piece to your solution? So whatever it is that your customer's pain point actually is, what is the next step for them? So really think about it. And if you've got nothing, that's amazing. Like it's not a bad thing because it's like, great, you're number one, you're getting a beautiful education on sales funnels. So you're really, you know, you're already coming in ahead of the game. So you can go, great. Instead of me just building out all of these random, random offers that don't actually make any sense and aren't related to each other, 
I can actually make sure that what I'm building all sort of pieces together really well. And this is the beauty of, you know, niching down and being very specific around who it is that you actually serve. When we're not clear on that, then it can be confusing because we're like, okay, I just want to make something for everyone. And that obviously it's not going to convert when somebody comes to your funnel, it's not really going to speak to them. You want to make sure that when someone lands on your sales page, the beginning of your funnel, like they, the experience for them is literally sacred. Like you, they go through and they feel like, oh my God. God, like they're speaking to my soul. Like, this is exactly what I need. How did she know? Oh my God. Like she's talking to all my pain points. Where do I sign up? Like, that's what we want them to feel when they actually get there, because that is what you actually do. It's just about learning to communicate that really well. And then it's about like, okay, cool. Like if you had this first little piece, and like I said, it maybe it's just that little low ticket thing, that, that little offer that's just going to get them started. And then, okay, cool. What's the next step for them? So what is the next logical step in their solution? And so maybe you just want to like journal, like write this out in your journal as to like, okay, if somebody was had a pain point with this and then I help them with that, what would they need to do next? And then create that solution. And it's not about building out like seven of the world's biggest courses. Like it's more about, you know, and I know for me personally, like I quite like when I get into a course or a program and it's really quick wins. You know, it's not like I have to go through 22 hours of content to figure out what it is that I need to <laughs> need in order to help like get to my solution. I'm like, okay, cool. There's seven modules in here. I can go through them really quickly. You know, I can finish this this week. Amazing. So don't put pressure on yourself to have built out like the world's biggest thing in order to have a sales funnel. You could literally create, you know, like an ebook and then that could be obviously the, for the front end offer. And then maybe you've got a three-part video bundle and and then that's the second part. And then the third part to that could maybe be like a four part program or something with some workbooks and stuff like that, that they could go through. So it's quite easy to do it once you actually just zoom out and you look at it. But like I said, the most important part is to recognize that it needs to all build on each other. But I will just add as well, don't create something as like the upsell or the second step in the funnel that then makes them feel like the first thing that they bought was irrelevant because you don't want to be like, oh, okay, you know, you bought this thing, but realistically that doesn't work unless you buy this next thing. Like that is so mm. out of integrity and people hate that. Like people, that's a horrible customer experience to be like, great, I just spent $27 with you and now you're telling me that I can't really get anything out of that unless I now spend another $97. Well, fuck you kind of thing. You know, that's sort of the energy that comes out of it. Cause then they feel like, well, why did I just buy this? You just sold me on this and told me that that was so important that I got it. And now you're telling me that it's not. And then realistically, why would they then trust you on the next thing? So it's really about really building up from that place of integrity, building the trust with the people and then showing them, you know, step-by-step, step, you know, helping them with different stages of the solution. Yeah, for sure. And also, you know, one of the things that a lot of life coaches and mentors especially encounter in their line of work is you know typically they love to help people right so they want to help everyone so by stacking and diversifying your offers and having different levels and tiers that people can move through you're also spreading the love a bit yes. wider so you yeah. know we look at my business for example People can listen to the podcast or my Instagram for free, right? So there's like a lot of free value. Then they can move up to the membership, which is 55 pounds a month. It's a community. They get a lot of amazing content in there and it's a much lower price point than it would be to work with me one-to-one, -one, but they can get a lot of healing and a lot of value from that as well as yeah. sisterhood. Then they can move up to one of the group programs, which means that you get 
to work with me, but the cost is kind of split out over the group. So it's like more affordable for people. Mm. Then you move up to one-to-one or retreats or, you know, business coaching. So it allows me to work with a lot of people, but it also allows certain customers to enter at the price point that's relevant for them. But also some customers want to know the next step. So some might enter at a workshop, then move up to the group program, then go to -to one-to-one coaching, then come on the retreat. And so it gives people like a process and a call to action to move through organically without me saying, okay, now you do the membership, but you've got to go to one-to-one or, um, you know, you're not going to get that, that value unless you do all of the things that I offer, which I never Mm -hmm. say, I would never say to people. Um, so, um, I think it's, you know, it's an amazing way to work with lots of people to kind of meet that need of wanting to be of service whilst also like, uh, you know, being wise with your time and wise with your expertise. Yeah. And I'll just add to that as well. You know, I love that you touched on that too around, you know, really recognizing like people are at different stages of their journeys. They want different levels of support. And I don't know about you, but when I first, I, when I first started out in entrepreneurship, like in this business, I had, I had a lot of money mindset things that I had to move through. Like I didn't even realize, but I was carrying such a scarcity mindset for so long, like seriously, from so much stuff that went on in my childhood. I remember the first program that I bought was $49 and it was on sale and I literally nearly vomited. Like I was so nervous to spend $49 on a program because I was like, oh my God, like that's groceries. Like, can I really afford to do this? Like I was so, 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 so nervous. The course was actually on money mindset. So the irony. Um, <laughs> I remember just being like, okay, here we go. Like, I'm just going to do it. And I did it and I did it. And I got in there and obviously got beautiful shifts out of it. And now I've invested at huge, huge levels, like tens of thousands of dollars. Like, but I recognize that, you know, for myself, like when I started out, like for me, the idea of spending, you know, 10 or 20 or $30,000 on a coaching program, which I have since done, that was not feasible. Like I was not in a place that that would have ever been something that I would have considered at that point. So for me, you know, that entry level was beautiful because it was like, okay, great. I can just get started. I can get some quick wins. So I think, you know, especially in the coaching industry, like I was saying before, it does get thrown around a lot. Like, oh, just go high ticket, go high ticket. Like if people can't work with you there, like, oh, well, they're lost. And it's like, no, like, you know, I know that those who, those who are listening to your podcast, like again, like they're out there doing sacred work in the world. Um, I know that they're going to want to help people at all different levels of their journey. So, you know, diversifying, like you said, and bringing out things at different levels that don't necessarily require you to facilitate them because you've created them once, you know, that's a beautiful thing because you can support them where they're at. And then, you know, if there's a sort of person that want to go through and they want to continue to, you know, grow and get more support and to expand, then of course they're going to come up and they're going to go through, you know, all of your other programs and things like that. But if not, then that's amazing because you got to serve them where they were at when they needed you. A hundred percent. And, you know, that's kind of a thing that I personally come across a lot and a lot of other coaches do. There are a lot of people who are in their own scarcity and so they're just not at that psychological level where even though they really need probably one-on-one support and they probably need some really bespoke help around trauma or what they're going through, they may just never be at that stage where they're ready to do that financially or otherwise. And so instead of, you know, just leaving them with nothing and, uh, you know, on the other hand, you know, you never want to pressure anyone into anything. Like everyone's on their own journey and like they have to take that step if they want to take that step. If you have different ways that they can source value from you, you're still helping them. 
So, you know, a lot of people listen to this podcast who probably will never work with me, but they get a lot of value out of the podcast, you know, and they get a lot of inspiration. And that's amazing. You know, it's such a gift to be able to do that. Uh, But it also then, like you said, allows people to kind of dip their toe in, get comfortable at that level, then maybe take that journey if it feels organic for them. Exactly. And this is the power of having funnels. Um, so something I want to talk to you about, because uh, when we start this funnel conversation or when anyone does, I think sometimes people can get a little bit uh, foggy in the head. What's mm. the difference between an email funnel and a sales funnel? Like, how do you describe that to people? Yes, 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 yes. Good job asking this because people always think, yeah, I've got funnels because they've got like, you know, a welcome sequence set up. A sales funnel, and I always refer to them as sacred funnels, but a sales funnel is um, essentially like someone comes in and there's an offer there that they can purchase. So there's got to be some sort of like a sales page and then a checkout page. So like an order form, a cart, something like that, where there is a transaction that takes place. So the ability, the ability to facilitate money coming into your business, and then you provide them with a product or a service. And then obviously from there, you know, the beauty of the sales funnel. So it's not just cause a lot of people have like a landing page and they can take payments and then they're like, okay, bye. Enjoy. Like that's it. The sales funnel part of it then builds on that. So, okay, you've bought this first thing. How about this beautiful next thing? So then something called an upsell. So it's like, okay, and there's so many examples of this in day-to-day life. Like you think about it, you go to like, you know, a fast food place and, you know, you order your food and then they go, oh, do you want to upsize for a dollar? And you're like, yeah, I definitely do. Like, oh my God, a dollar and I'm going to get extra fries and drink. Amazing. You know, like they are facilitating, you know, the solution for you, which is around um, hunger. Like that's the pain point. Or, you know, if you go and get your makeup done and then they say to you, do you want to add on um, false lashes for an extra $10? And you're like, yes, I do. Because I just want to feel like the most like boss version of me and so beautiful and just walk out and feel amazing, you know? So yes. And so that's an upsell. So, you know, it's like what I was saying before, it's that next logical step in the solution. So whatever your, you know, your client or your customer, they come through, what's the next logical step for them? That's going to be the upsell. And then you can have another upsell after that, or you can have a downsell. So maybe they come to the upsell And that might financially not be something that they're willing to say yes to at this point. And the beauty of sales funnels is that you can automate all of this. So then if they say no to the upsell, then you can be like, hey, okay, I saw that that wasn't a good fit for you. Here's a downsell option. So maybe, you know, a lesser financial commitment um, and, you know, still that solution-based piece, but maybe not so much value and support. Um, Whereas, you know, if they say yes, then maybe you want to provide them with the upsell into maybe a membership, like what you have, Amy, where it's like, okay, cool, you know, you've bought this low ticket thing, then you can have the upsell. Hey, how about you come and join? you know, my beautiful membership and I'm going to provide that support with you monthly, you know, so that's what a sales funnel looks like. And again, there's lots of examples. That's just one example of a sales funnel, but it's basically, you know, putting together all of those pieces, but it's, you know, it's surrounded. The main crux of it is the fact that it surrounds a transaction. So there's a money exchange, whereas an email funnel is like an email nurture sequence. I call it like a nurture sequence or an automation. That's how I make the distinction myself. But basically that is more, you know, once they are, have opted into your mailing list, then you're taking them through a sequence and a process, a, like a set number of emails that directs them towards something. So again, like that funnel could come through from them opting in for, say, a lead 
magnet, some sort of freebie. Um, and then you could pair that with a sales funnel that then presents them with an offer. But regardless of whether they buy or not, they've then been added into your email sequence, into your email list. And then from there, you know, you can tag them so you can add them to different lists based on their actions. So, you know, maybe they opted in, let's just say for freebie X and freebie X suggests that they have pain point X, you know, so you know that anytime you're sending out an email um, around pain point X, you want to send it to all of the people that opted in for freebie X. So hopefully that's making sense. But also what you can do is have automations actually set up so that, you know, if they come in, but they didn't buy or say, you know, they come and they watch a masterclass or a webinar from you and they don't purchase on the webinar, then you could have a series of, you know, seven emails that are already written. They're already set up and it's going through and it's helping them to get to know you a little bit better because, you know, I'm sure we can all understand like some people, you know, they're not necessarily ready in the instance to actually buy from you right then and there. Maybe they just need to get to know you a little bit better. Maybe they need to build that relationship with you. Maybe they need to feel a little bit more aligned with the offer. You know, for them, maybe they just need a little bit more time than, you know, a 60 minute presentation to really understand the value of what it is that you do. So then they're going to be in your mailing list, in your email sequences. And then that is going to be where you're going to keep, you're going to keep showing up. So maybe you're like, Hey, these are some of the questions that I frequently get asked about this program. And then another email might be like, hi, you know, I wanted to like showcase for you, you know, what is possible for you and you showcase, you know, testimonials. And then, you know, I totally understand where you're at. I used to be there and you can give a little bit more information about your journey and what it is that you've been through so that, you know, basically like through the email sequence, they're getting to know you so well that when when it comes to, you know, the cart closing time, they feel really comfortable and like, okay, I'm actually ready to do this, you know, and obviously you can create different senses of urgency and things around that. Um, And, you know, it can be for a live launch or it can be for something that is evergreen set up. So no matter what you've got, like there's always a way to provide more value and get people to know you better. And that piece comes from obviously nurturing them over time with the email sequences. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, sometimes I've been asked before, you know, well, why don't I just do this trust building by Instagram? And I think the distinction there is that when someone follows you on Instagram, they don't necessarily see your content. I think, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, 10% of people who follow you might be the ones that actually <laughs> see your content. So, uh, you know, someone might be so ecstatic and so excited to follow you and then you might not even come up in their feed half the time or even any of the time. Whereas when they have selected to enter into your email list, which people don't as readily do anymore just because you know no one wants like a full spammed inbox but if that person has opted into your email list they're really giving you that permission slip of like hey I want to hear from you and then you have that more direct line of content contact which allows you to build that trust and it's interesting you know a lot of people uh, I think can get quite deflated when they first get into business because they're putting out their offers and like no one's really picking up what they're putting down and many people ask me Amy how is it so easy for you how do you just have people flowing in and I'm like oh honey (laughs) I have been showing up on my social media in my business every day all day for you know for almost four years Mm. and you know not all of that time I've been successful it's because I've built a lot of trust I've spent a lot of devotion and effort like getting to know people and really getting to know the people that I serve and so you know I think an email 
funnel is a really sacred part of building that trust with your audience. I think it's, you know, essential and not selling to them really quickly because, you know, who likes that? You've just met someone and then they're trying to like sell to you or get you to join their MLM or something and you're like, whoa, 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 Susan, we just met. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that is honestly that's what you want to think of it about. Like I think a lot of the time we really forget that the online world, it's still people on the other end. Like just because it's you looking at your phone or you looking at your laptop screen, like there's still another person on the other end. So what would the exchange be that you would actually want if you did meet them face-to-face in an event? Like would you want them to just like ram it down your throat or would you want to like take some time, get to know each other, you know, hang out a little bit before they told you, oh, this is a thing I think I could help you with. Um, And then the other thing that I wanted to just add to as well, um, obviously, you know, yes, with the algorithm and everything like that, you know, the visibility um, is very low compared to the number of people that you actually have following you. But the other piece to it is that ultimately you don't actually own anything to do like with Instagram you don't own that like but you do own the data that comes with you know a mailing list so basically what I'm saying is you know if Instagram or Facebook like fell over tomorrow and you don't have a mailing list well bye-bye like that's basically it because like how are you going to reach those people because Instagram and Facebook have the ability to do that tomorrow if they wanted they could literally shut down the platforms and if you've only focused on building up this huge audience online just literally through social media that's dangerous because if those go away what do you like how are you going to reach those people as opposed to you know an email list where once you've got that list obviously you can pop that into a spreadsheet you know say your email service provider platform shuts down that's okay because you've been backing that up. You're going to get another email service provider and then you're just going to import it up there and then you can still reach those people. So, you know, no matter where they are, then you actually have the ability to reach them. And, you know, the old saying is like your email list is gold and that is very true. And I think in, you know, today's day and age where social media is king (laughs) it's really put on a platform um as being you know that's the only thing that really matters and people kind of just think of email as like this really old thing like who really cares about it like you know only my dad really does emails but it's not true at all like we all have emails and we all send our most important things there you know your appointments all that sort of stuff receipts coming through like everybody's got email everybody's using it so make sure that you are tapping into that and really providing the opportunity for you to be the person and that's the most important thing showing up in that person's inbox that day. Totally, totally. Sorry, why do you think that a sales funnel is spiritual? Oh, my God, because ultimately, like, <laughs> it like that is like I'm like, that is of like the highest good for you and the highest good of all. So it's like I was saying before, you know, it's such an energetic thing. Like it is such an energetic thing. And people, like I said, people think that, you know, it's really, it's, I suppose if you know, you're, you know, into your spiritual journey and you really already see, you know, you've done a lot of money mindset work and you really see money as being energy, you can really understand like, you know, the energy exchange of the sale, you know, you go on your Instagram stories or you do some posts and then you put it out there and um, then you receive money in exchange or even for example, you know, doing like a, a live program, like teaching a program live and then receiving money for that. Like it's quite easy to wrap your head around like, okay, the energy exchange, I can feel that I can see that. 
versus when we, you know, have a program that maybe we've recorded in the past and now we've turned that into a bundle and it's a beautiful, you know, evergreen program. Sometimes people go, oh, I don't really understand the energy exchange here because I'm not giving any energy. Like, you know, I'm not sitting there. I'm not presenting it. Like they just go through and they just do it themselves and I'm just getting money for that. Like, you know, and sometimes that money mindset piece can come up where then there's like fear around receiving money in that way. And we actually create resistance around actually receiving money in that way um, because we feel like it's bad. Um, But ultimately it isn't at all. Like that is, like I said, like when, because sales funnels, they do take work. They do take energy to set them up. And this is why majority of entrepreneurs don't bother with it. They don't, they, they think, they tell themselves the story that it's easier to just continuously launch. It's easier to just keep making new things and keep recycling the things that they've got and reopening the doors over and over and over and over again and keep doing that. But basically what happens is like, unless you are launching, you aren't making any money. And so it's kind of like that feast or famine sort of cycle comes in. So, you know, one month might be amazing. You might make, you know, 10K, 20K, 100K, like whatever it is. But then for the following two months while you're facilitating that program that you launched, you're not making anything. You're not making any new sales because you don't have time to then get yourself out there in front of people and you don't have time to put together anything else because you're, you know, doing that thing that you sold in month one versus if you go, okay, cool. I've taught this thing live once. It's absolutely beautiful. I love the transformation that's in it. It got, you know, amazing results for my clients. Great. How can I put this together in an evergreen offer, something that's going to live on the internet and then put a sales funnel together in a way that's going to then, you know, channel people towards actually enrolling in that or purchasing that program. And the reason that it is spiritual is because again, your work is sacred. Like there is a reason that you have been given the gifts that you have. There's a reason that you channel the answers that you channel and the messages and everything like that. Like everything is coming through you. Like you are literally an extension of source and you've been given this gift for a reason. There's a reason that you feel called to share it, to show up for other people and to serve. And so if you limit that to only when you have the face-to-face capacity to actually facilitate that thing, that's a disservice to those who actually need you. Like that is a disservice to people who are looking for you, looking for your light, looking for your support, looking for the solution that you provide to their pain point. That's unfair to them because they're literally looking for you. And because you've told yourself the story that it isn't spiritual to set up sales funnels, you're letting those people down. And ultimately that's unfair to you as well, because then you're not calling in the money that you are actually worthy of calling in, but you've created resistance around receiving because you've told yourself the story that it isn't spiritual when ultimately, you know, it is because it is the highest good for you and it is the highest good of all. Totally, totally. And it's convenient for the people that want to work with you. Like I always think about this. If you heard that a restaurant was really good and you knew you wanted to go there and then you saw that they had a website that wasn't working and you couldn't book online and you would have to like physically go into the restaurant to make a booking you just you'd Mm -hmm. suck it off you'd be like fine it's too hard you know whereas like when you can book something online like even today right like there's this place I want to go get my ear pierced there and then they have amazing jewelry I went on their website Mm -hmm. it was like here's how you book here's the time slots here's when you come in, you buy the jewelry there. And I was like, perfect, I'm going to go tomorrow because they made it easy for me to buy from them. And I already wanted to buy from them because I'd already been nurtured by their Instagram and their emails. And I love seeing their photos. And I'm like, that's the place I want to go. So if you don't have that set up, you could have all of these 
amazing fans in your audience or in your email list that really want to work with you, but you're not giving them the steps. And people need things laid out clearly. Like you might know that in some back end space of your website or in your link tree that there's like a button where they could book a call or email you. (laughs) But like that person doesn't intimately know your like your stuff do you know what I mean they need it spelled out clearly they need you to repeat it it needs to be made obvious they need to see it so that they can go oh yeah that sounds like something I want to do and I'm going to do it now people have like a very short attention span (laughs) yeah and the internet's noisy like there is so much in your face all the time so like you said like make it easy for people to work with you make it easy for money to flow to you make it easy for people to pay you and watch as it happens like set the intention that you're going to allow, you know, money to flow to you easily and effortlessly and then follow through on that. Like take action that supports that, which is going to be, you know, setting up the sacred funnels, writing out the beautiful nurture sequences, having call to actions in your social media posts that then get people to go and opt in for your lead magnet that then guess what? Directs them to a sales funnel so that then they do pay you, they do work with you, they do get the transformation and it's beautiful for everyone. Totally. Totally. Amazing. So Tay, what are your favorite systems in business? Like, do you have certain software, certain things that you just love? Like, what are your recommendations for everything? Yeah. So, okay. Well, my biggest recommendation for setting up sacred funnels, my favorite and where all my funnels are set up is on click funnels, um, which again, it's a lot of people might hear that and go, Oh, like all <laughs> the, the masculine and like the low vibe, icky, icky. And I'm I, honestly like literally before this call, I was just designing the most beautiful funnel <laughs> on click funnels. So I'm like already just in that beautiful space, just thinking about it right now. It doesn't have to be gross. It doesn't have to be yuck. It doesn't have to feel awful. Like it can be beautiful. It can be sacred, sacred funnels. That's the whole point you know so if you've got any attachment to the idea of click funnels because I understand there's a lot of videos on the internet from click funnels and from people who use click funnels that are very aggressive <laughs> and are very in your face but my whole thing is let's redefine that and let's see it as a sacred tool that supports us and there's a way for us to make them beautiful and to infuse our energy and our personality and our copy and our videos and our fonts and our branding and literally just embody that beautiful experience for people in click funnels like and so that that's one side of things that I just love to help people with is just really realizing that and then helping to show them how to do that um so click funnels is amazing because it just it's so in, it's it's intuitive in terms of like the upsell, the downsell, like moving people through. And it's got a lot of, you know, easy to follow sort of processes to go through, depending on the type of funnel that you want to build. It's definitely the most comprehensive. Um, then Kajabi is another one. So I use ClickFunnels and Kajabi. I use ClickFunnels for my funnels. And then that is fulfilled with Kajabi. So that's where I actually host all of my courses and programs and things like that. And there's a beautiful integration between ClickFunnels and Kajabi now that didn't actually used to be there, but now it's there, which is great. So when people purchase it automatically fulfills for them which again like again this comes back to letting it be easy like you know if you're getting all these beautiful sales come through overnight while you're sleeping you don't want to wake up to 15 new emails from people being like hey I paid you all this money and now I don't have anything so you know again like set it up let it be easy you know that automatic fulfillment is super important um so Kajabi is amazing for that and they do have their own version of funnels which is like pipelines it's definitely not as in-depth and it doesn't allow you as much customization 
happen. And I don't believe that it really allows it to be as smooth of a process through upsells and things like that for people. So um, again, I recommend ClickFunnels, but Kajabi is still really good. Um, Kartra is another one I've never used, but that is a good platform. And I know that it has ability to set up funnels and things like that. Um, but the way that I pair things, so I go ClickFunnels for my funnels, Kajabi for my course um, fulfillment and integration. And then I use ActiveCampaign for my email sequences. So those nurture sequences. So those are the big three that I use in my business and that I recommend to all my clients. Amazing, amazing and very worthwhile investments. I remember I used to host my mm. course on one of my courses on Teachable because it seemed cheaper. Um, but it was really, it was really clunky and they were taking a commission from every person who signed up. And then I was growing and I was like, Hey, and then it would take 30 days for the money to land, but people were paying on different days. So then it was landing on different days and through PayPal and fees. And it was just like, you know, like it's one of those things where sometimes when you go the cheaper option, when you really examine it, it ends up costing you. And then also it costs you that like emotional and mental real estate because you're frustrated. So Kajabi is what I use as well and it's amazing. And like for anyone who's like just getting started or they're more in the early days of being a course creator, you know, or a course host, uh, it can feel like a lot. I think, you know, that it starts at like a 100 and something a month. But you got to remember like it's going to look beautiful for your customers. You're probably going to make more than that a month, hopefully, like from those courses. And then you can also do all your emails out of Kajabi if you want to as well and your pipelines so yeah. you can really kind of host everything in the same spot. Um, and I love it and it's it's beautiful. Yeah. Kajabi is such a beautiful, I, I think it's, it's what I recommend to everyone getting started. Like I, like I've been doing this for quite a while, so I've expanded out into ClickFunnels, but I, I definitely recommend ClickFunnels if you want to do all of the intricacies of the upsells and the downsells and stuff. But if you are just getting started and you want that, that kind of like whole package solution, that's going to literally do everything. Kajabi is amazing. And, you know, like you said, it does, you know, the learning pages. If you want to host a webinar, you can do it. You can host your courses there, blogs, website, like literally everything course fulfillment all of it but what I think is really important to remember it's you can look at it and go okay say it's I can't remember the exact starting amount but it was like 149 or 199 or something like that we can look at that and go oh that's quite quite an amount like per month but like actually think about the fact that you are running a business and let's really just compare overheads for a sec like have a think about like what a brick and mortar business costs to run and what the overheads of that actually are and then compare that to $199 a month and realize that if that's literally your biggest overhead that's nothing and as you said like and with Kajabi is amazing. Like you can get in and, you know, get trials and things going. You could literally have your course set up and ready to go and taking payments before you actually even pay Kajabi anything. So that's why I love it as well. And it's got a beautiful affiliate program um, where you can then refer other people into Kajabi and then you get paid an affiliate commission. Um, and so ultimately it, it offsets the amount that you're paying Kajabi anyway. Like I, I'm pretty sure that I've, I've made more in affiliate commission for Kajabi than I've actually paid Kajabi. <laughs> So it's, you know, if you are smart about looking at the way, you know, you can utilize it to really call money into your business, then it's costing you to not have it. Totally, totally. And it's an investment in your business. And that word investment is, you know, you, an investment means you're going to put some money in and you're going to derive more value out. 
exactly. Amazing. 100%. Awesome. So, Taylor, where can people find out about you and the work you do and the kind of support that you offer? Mm, yes, please come and hang out with me. Um, definitely check out the website. It's taylorae.com.au, uh, T-A-Y-L-O-R-R-A-E. So there's two R's hanging out in the middle there. Um, and then also if you want to come and hang out with me on social, I'm Tay, at Tay Ray Official, um, basically on everything. So Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, like all the things. Um, and then like I said, I do have my podcast as well, which is an intuitive business podcast. It is at this present moment of recording currently called The Collective Um, so you can check it out you know looking up that name but it will be switching over shortly in the next few weeks to sacred work which I'm just so excited about that up level and that shift and it just feels so in alignment so either way you can find all of that through the website anyway. Amazing awesome it's been so good to talk to you and to hear all of your wisdom and powerful transmissions I love it so thank you so much thank you it's always a pleasure talking to you I always love our conversations (laughs) thank you so much for tuning in I hope this episode ignited you expanded you and enriched your heart your mind your life in some way if it did reach out on Instagram my handle is this is Amy Rushworth or you can head over to my website for all my courses retreats and magical offerings at amyrushworth.com If the show feels like a vibe for you, make sure you subscribe. And if you have 60 seconds to rate and review or even to just share the show with a friend, I would be so, so, so grateful. And it helps more amazing, beautiful people like you to discover this show and to improve their lives for the better. Stay tuned for the next episode. And until then, I'm sending you strength, grace, ferocious courage, and a friendly reminder to always love yourself fiercely and to go out there and live your most unapologetic life.